Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Hardcore Pride is coming up in about two months, uh, but there has been some updates to the weekend. Unfortunately, Point of Contact will no longer be playing, but Envision and Killing Me have been added. So as sad as I am to not be able to see Point of Contact, I am happy to be able to see Killing Me again and Envision, Almighty Envision. For anyone following me, Good Fortune Printing, or anybody tied to Envision on Instagram, those Pride Rip shorts and t-shirts are insane. Probably one of the coolest rips I've seen in a really long time. So if you have not gotten your ticket, please head over to um, From Within Records social media. There's a link to buy tickets. It is not sold out yet. Um, I hope to see all of you there. I, I will be there. I will be traveling to Philly in March for this. I traveled to Philly last year and I had an amazing time. I got to stay with some awesome people. Shout out Marty Williams, shout out Bob Wilson. And I was treated very nicely. Uh, great friends, great times. And I am so happy that this is happening again. I didn't think I would be back in Philly so soon, but I would not miss this for the world. I love from within records, plead your case. I'm just so happy to see plead your case on a flyer. So I, I, I just couldn't miss this. This is going to be a, a, a good time. I hope to see all of you there. If you have not listened to the latest episode of the from within records podcast, please hit pause. Go boot up your Apple Music, your Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and go subscribe to theirs. It's awesome. I love what they're doing. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And like I mentioned earlier, Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them to do any kind of business, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. Before we get into today's guest, we're about uh, a month into 2023 and new things have been going good. I can't complain too much except for when it comes to the world of K-pop. Yes, I'm having to uh, bring up K-pop, something that I uh, am truly passionate about. Uh, some cool things going on, but my biggest concern is we're uh, about one month in. There has been zero news on Weekly, which has me concerned. Uh, Weekly had their last comeback in March. They came out with their last single, Vampara, and it wasn't well-received just to keep it straight up wasn't well received and i was nervous for this big concept change they filmed like a big documentary honestly i felt like trying to sell the fandom and the whole k-pop industry on their change which which me and i feel like the entire industry felt like was completely unnecessary the high teen style that they had was amazing they were killing it they like redefined that genre 
And for them to suddenly want to switch to a girl crush concept, uh, which was most likely just to try to fit in, uh, was kind of whack because I feel like them doing their own thing and uh, just kind of going against the grains, what made them unique, but also the producers and everything that they had behind them knew what they were doing when it came to that high teen style. And the girl crush concept wasn't the worst thing that I've heard, but it's just not, if I'm being honest, it just wasn't weekly. When, when you look at, when, when, when you take a step back and you looked at, um, the drastic, uh, change and, you know, their, their outfits, uh, the music, it, it, it was weird. And, you know, being a big fan, I supported it no matter what. I felt like the single Vampiro was the worst of the two songs. I think Solar was the better of the two. Maybe they would have had a better outcome if they made that the single, but we'll never know at this point. But it's kind of it's kind of whack that it's been about 10 months at this point and we have not got a single um, inkling. Okay. And maybe I, I should re rephrase that. Okay. They, they did come out with a single uh, titled airplane, but it was, uh, for, for a, a project. It wasn't like an official comeback. So I don't really count airplane airplane gave, I feel like it gave everybody, um, a, a little bit of hope because airplane sounded more like the vintage weekly that everybody wants and loves versus their girl crush weekly. So we're about 10 months in and I, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because, uh, this came up in discord today. Um, somebody, or I had mentioned, uh, because, uh, uh another group, uh, Stacy, uh, you guys all know, I, I love Stacy, but it, it was announced that Stacy has a comeback in February. Right. And somebody in discord asked like, yo, like, it seems like uh, there's a lot of uh, Gen 4 groups that are being forgotten, and it, it's true. And this whole K-pop industry moves so fast, right? There's so many groups debuting. There's so many survival shows, and you have to fight to be relevant. There's There's even popular groups that I feel like some of the the like i i feel like some of the like the, the industry is trying to push on the fans and the fans don't don't care it's like okay the, they they make decent music um they've had some cool hit songs but that's not what we want we want um uh you know the, the, the groups that are undeniable like new jeans obviously everybody knows new jeans um, i'm obsessed with them i got new jeans albums uh, laying all around here let me grab one um that actually fell But yeah, new jeans. Everybody loves new jeans. Um, but yeah, the, the question came up like, yo, like, do we think that some of these groups from Gen 4 are being forgotten? And as hard as it is for me to admit, it's like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot because it's hard to go away, especially for 10 months, right? You want to have at least two to three comebacks a year in k-pop but for a, a group like weekly that was like beloved and was touted to make it like and, and to me i feel like what a group 
makes it to America, that's kind of like, oh shit, they're actually pretty solid. Um, and I'm surprised they have not made it to America yet. And there's other groups that have come to America where I was scratching my head, like who wants to see them? And is, is you know, that, that's pretty fucked up. Obviously they have their own fandom, but just for a group like weekly to have the success that they did before Venpara, it was just really surprising that, um, they haven't made it to America. Um, and it, it seems like with each passing day, with no new weekly news, it seems that um, the chances of them being forgotten are, you know, getting greater and greater. And it, and I feel like it's making it, or it's going to make it even harder for them when they do decide to come back. And I'm not sure if they're taking an extended leave of absence to try to have people forget about Vinpara because they've traveled, you know, played in the philippines played in london and they don't perform vinpara they play all their older songs which is cool but it gets to a point where you have to deliver something new for for people to continue to to care and want to keep supporting and for me I, i'm just i feel like i have to remind people about weekly because people are so caught up um and, and it's no fault to to my friends they all have uh, you know great taste in k-pop but it's just like hey don't forget about um my favorite group um outside of twice like like i like when people talk to me about k-pop ask me what groups i like um if they're like into k-pop well, you know i feel like liking twice liking blackpink liking bts that's all like standard that those groups are all like legendary so i like to talk about the other groups that might not get a lot of shine so we're oh yeah so stacy gets announced and that just trips me out because because uh, you know stacy weekly all part of the same generation came out around the same time and if you look at the success that stacy has had and it, it sucks and it's hard to compare groups um but i just like to compare the um groups from the same generation but if you look at stacy's track record and granted they in my opinion i don't think they've done anything wrong like from so bad to a beautiful monster everything's been a bop even their japanese singles poppy the the most recently they, they've done it's been amazing but uh the, the difference is they're um consistent and maybe they uh, they haven't had to deal with that uh that backlash but the, i feel like they've stuck to their guns and sonically have pretty much stayed in their lane uh, and didn't feel the need to want to conform to what some of the other popular groups are going so it, it, it's just a really rough thing and i'm not sure what's going on over there at first entertainment but uh we all hope Every dude, you can go to any social media post because they, they, they still actively post on uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Our group chat's still active, but there's never any mention about a comeback. And obviously, they don't want to give away spoilers. And you know, uh, we, we hear in the group chat, "Oh, hey, we got to go ahead to to, to practice." But it, it's been <laughs> it's been about ten months, so I, I hope the practice i just hope this weight is totally worth it because i am a diehard weekly fan and i'm fearing the day that i have to head over to all kpop.com that that's where I, I like to get my news i'm not sure where all of you get your news but i fear the day that i go to all kpop 
dot com or hit up the discord and see oh you know weekly's hanging it up or just any bad news when it comes to weekly because all i'm wanting is for positive stuff because when i got back or soon not when i got back when i first got into k-pop i had like the jyp craze um and but weekly was like uh one of the first groups that i got into uh you know that was not twice and they just uh, are really special to me. And I hope 2023 is the year that they come back and remind everybody why they're a great group. Everyone in that group is so talented, all six members. Uh, I do miss June. I wish she would get back on Twitter, but I hope Weekly does something very soon. And as soon as they do, you'll hear about it here. But okay, today's guest, we had to track down our good friend John, he plays in Spaced, plays in Post Prom. If you've not listened to Post Prom, if you like just good like rock, like emo music, Post Prom is for you. I, I highly suggest you hit pause, boot up your Apple Music, your Spotify, Bandcamp, and go look up their new EP titled The Restaurant. It's awesome. It's three songs, three awesome tracks, and I just want everybody to to be into them just as much as I am because I, I think what they're doing is awesome and I hope great success for them for the future. But had to track down John, had to get an update. Uh, we're trying to get space to the West Coast. Let's l l let's make it happen. If I peel back the current, I think it's okay to talk about it now. But I was pretty close to making that dream happen. Uh, you know, there there were a lot of things discussed but we just weren't able to finalize some important details. So I'm hoping 2023 is the year that Spaced comes to the West Coast. It's early, so who knows what could happen. Um, but if we're up to me, Spaced plays program with major pain, it would be awesome. But please go listen to Post Prom. Go listen to Spaced. If you're in the Western New York area, go hit up Overwinter Coffee. Say hello to John, but please, I hope all of you are having a great day. Strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome John Vaughn to the show. to the podcast john how's it going i'm great thanks for having me again oh i'm happy to have you back uh, i enjoyed our first conversation obviously uh, we're friends follow you on social media so I, I see all the cool stuff that you're doing oh thanks I, i'm glad someone finds it cool as as cool as i do <laughs> okay I, I have to ask uh, you're uh, obviously wearing a bills jersey which is uh, pretty cool and uh, having a, a, an amazing season, I've been uh, kind of following from the sidelines because one of my 
favorite MMA reporters is a huge Bills fan. So like every week I get to you know, get a little updates from him. So I'm just curious what it's like uh, for you being a Bills fan this season. Um, I mean, the hype is definitely uh, during dur- earlier in the season and uh, like in the off season when we were signing some people, it was definitely uh, a little bit more intense. Uh, like the big guy we got was Von Miller. And uh, he played on the Rams last year, who are the, the they're the defending Super Bowl champs who didn't make the playoffs. So this year, at least, uh, so we were uh, all really excited. And then he got injured, and uh, then uh, Micah Hyde got injured too. And Trey was still out for the beginning of the season, so our secondary was kind of lacking. But um, it's uh, I think we signed or like Micah Hyde like got elevated from the practice squad so uh that was really exciting and um i mean the playoffs for what the fifth year in a row is a pretty cool thing considering like my childhood watching the bills was oh they were always kind of like the laughing stock of the nfl and that um it's it's been really cool to see uh them be a really awesome team to watch and just like fun to watch in general and like having uh you know hype behind them outside of the city is cool too. Like knowing that people recognize them as a threat as well as like, just like a cool team to watch too. It's been, uh, it's been fun. I've been, I've been enjoying the season so far. So um, this is the first playoff game against the Dolphins uh, on the home turf. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool to watch. And I think it'd be awesome because I'm a 49ers fan. I, I don't like to, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, advertise it too much because we had a you know some interesting past couple of years, but I thought it'd be cool if uh, the Super Bowl was the 49ers and the Bills. I, I think that'd be really cool because just having to hear it uh, this whole season, like not that I'm a hit or anything, but just like I said, through my um, favorite MMA reporter, but also having a ton of friends uh, from the area that are, uh, you know, Bills fans, I, I think it'd be a, a really fun thing. And obviously just having the 49ers in the Super Bowl again would be awesome. Oh, yeah, it would be for sure. And uh, you guys getting Christian McCaffrey was huge, too. He's <laughs> He is a, a human cheat code. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, yeah. This season, I'm I'm always uh like you know not too confident when the season starts and uh, just with every win that we've been getting, I'm like, oh shit, is it happening? It's happening. We're getting there, mm-hmm. and it's it's been fun. I feel like this is why sticking to your your team and you know being there for the ups and the downs it makes uh, you know moments like these worth it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, because. It's easy just to go root for the hottest team, the the winners. But when you're there and you get to experience those lows and that heartbreak, it, it, it's a whole different feeling when they win. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah, it's, you know, you always have like your team or, you know, someone who, who like your auxiliary, if you will. But, uh, you know, I'm loyal. <laughs> And that's that's rare. I, I always tell my buddy Garrett, I'm like, you can buy love, but you can't buy loyalty. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Buy, yeah. Buying love in this case, perhaps merchandise. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, I'm I, I'm excited for you. Like the 49ers played. Was it yesterday? 
I can't remember, um, but they beat the Seattle Seahawks, which I always get like a little bit of extra pleasure with because I have this friend, uh, Chad, and he would always, I don't know what his uh, deal was, but he'd always go in super hard whenever the Seahawks would beat the 49ers. So he would just go on Twitter and talk trash about the fans and, uh, and all this stuff. And I was like, this is weird, whatever. I, I didn't take it too personal, but whenever the 49ers beat the Seahawks. I always think of Chad and I, I hope uh, he's feeling some kind of way whenever that happens because he's like a diehard Seahawks fan, w- w- which is awesome. That's good. I'm glad you have that, that friendship there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I'm curious is I'm not the biggest star Wars guy. And obviously like you're surrounded by star Wars stuff right now. I am. Uh, why hasn't there been a, like a big Star Wars movie coming out because obviously I'm a huge fan of the the MCU and this the you know the the most recent trilogy wasn't the worst in my opinion I, I enjoyed it for the most part but I yeah. was uh, kind of liking that uh, holiday time uh, you know Star Wars movie every year but uh, after the latest trilogy they just kind of fell back and seems to be focusing more on the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, and I I think that's that's it like the shows it's the shows man like you can have uh reoccurring seasons like we're about to have the third season of mandalorian the second season of bad batch uh is airing right now which is like uh, i guess you could call it like season nine of the clone wars which was like such a long-standing show and then uh i i really just think there's a little bit more versatility with uh shows and the cool thing I like uh, what they did with the uh, Mandalorian last season is they had someone different direct each episode. So each episode had a different little twist on it from a directing uh, standpoint. Um, and you could, I think it's easier to develop and create something that you could have like six 20 minute episodes and not have to carry on a story like a like a big long story like the because episodes you could like jump back and forth i mean you you do that in movies as well but i don't know i think it may also have to do with like short attention spans like people just want like a really short like 20 minute thing and then the other thing that i like about what they do with the shows now is they come out on a day of the week and i like anticipate like right now what is it bad batches on wednesdays Mm -hmm. So every Wednesday, I'm like, yeah, new episode. Like, I'm just psyched. I feel like a kid again when it's like, uh, you know, you coming home from school and like car- you turn on Cartoon Network and it's like 3.30 and a new Ben 10 episode comes out or something like that. Like, it's uh, kind of nostalgic in that sense. But um, I think they're just capitalizing on Disney Plus. Like, they put a lot of money into it and a lot of money into the volume. Like, that thing that um, Mando shot on. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's like they really just got to use a lot of that. Um, I, I guess that's why. I don't know. I, and I, I, I think I have a tough time thinking about what other movies they could do without making another kind of like Skywalker saga trilogy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm one thing that, that, that I do like about the Disney Plus shows is they did set that bar with the Mandalorian and I felt that they've been able to pretty much carry it pretty level across um, every show that they've put out so far. Cause I, I was mm-hmm. uh, try to compare 
what they're doing with Star Wars, with what they're doing with the MCU, where I, I like to say that uh, the Disney Plus shows for the MCU, it's, it's kind of been like a roller coaster because they first put out uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. And I was like, all right, cool. This is this feels like a movie every episode. And I was like, if this is the kind of quality that we're getting from these Disney Plus shows, this is going to be insane. But um, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's been up and down with uh, all the different shows that have come out. Which is pretty interesting, and I'm hoping they can kind of bring it back. The last couple ones weren't my favorite TV shows, but I'm like looking forward to the Daredevil's probably gonna be the one that I'm most excited about. But yo, same. Uh, Darede- uh, Netflix Daredevil was insane. I'm excited to see what they got going on for this one. Um, uh, I did. I think I only watched like a few episodes of the um, what is it called? The What If? The Marvel What If thing? The animated one. Mm-hmm. How did you like that? I, I like animated stuff a lot, so I don't know if um, that one hit harder for you or. I honestly, I, I was on the fence because uh, the like what if stuff to me, I'm just like, uh, I don't really care because it's what if. Right. I, I like the fact oh, that, yeah. that this is all connected. But then you watch what if and the last couple of episodes like, actually like, tie together and then you see them actually pull some of those elements from what if into the actual movies, like some, uh, some characters and some theming. And I'm like, Oh, this is actually pretty crazy. This is like, I don't know if like, what if was like kind of like a test run to see if people would even be into these like, uh, versions of these characters. And it turns out that like a lot of people were. So uh, to see some of that stuff kind of, uh, not like directly connected, but just the same types of characters, like crossover into the big screen. I, I thought it was pretty awesome. That's sweet. I'll have to finish that. I didn't, I didn't finish that one. You should. I and lately I've been recommending people to if they haven't at this point um, go watch uh, Werewolf by Night, which was like a, a Disney did two specials last year. It was a Werewolf mm-hmm. by Night, and then they did the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And uh, I was going into it. I was um excited. I watched them back to back. Going into it, I was way more excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy special just because I was way more familiar with that and I already um, you know, had a liking to the cast and uh, the the team, obviously. But uh, when I watched Werewolf by Night, I was just really surprised at just how they were able to capture like that classic like horror vibe because like the probably like 95% of the specials shot in black and white, which is awesome. Ooh, okay. And, yeah, so it, it's super cool. And I'm in. And I had to look into the director because I watched it and I was so blown away at how awesome it was. I was like, who put this together? And the the director, I can't think of his name right now, um, but he's, he's only directed two things before, or actually what's me, he's only directed one thing before Werewolf by Night and it was like a Star Trek like short, but oh. primarily he's been a like a big time composer for Disney. He worked on Up, Coco, just a lot of their like like big time like animated films and <laughs> for pretty awesome movies, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And to 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 see him get this opportunity, I was like, I, I just am so curious as to um, how they got to that point because I want to see this guy do more because I was just mm-hmm. so blown away at how well of a job that he did. It, it, it's seriously so cool, and the fact that it's gonna. Uh, it's, it's all speculative, but um, a lot of the characters are going to be tied to like other big name properties that are coming out in the MCU, which is pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. But you good? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so uh, my girlfriend just dropped off. Um, it's kind of Star Wars related, actually. Oh, awesome. Um, so uh, 
Christmas, I got uh, Jenna, my girlfriend, and I tickets to go see uh, a musical. So are you familiar with Wicked, the musical, yes. The Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. So there's this one coming to, it's uh, the theater next door to Shays. It's called the Smith Theater, I believe. Uh, there's a, a spinoff of Wicked called Wicket, which is one of the Ewoks uh, from Return of the Jedi. And it's like a uh wicked spin-off with star wars and like i think the um i i, I really know nothing about it i'm just speculating here that uh the ewoks are kind of like the people that um uh, or the the witch of the one of the witches comes and like hangs out at and uh princess leia is going to be that princess like the witch okay and uh so but um just announced that show with buried alive in rochester mm-hmm. and um i thought that i couldn't do it because uh the date of that show is the third of february and i uh was like hey guys like it was kind of on the fence on uh if, if we were going to play it or not and uh we just got confirmation like the other day when it was announced and they're like hey it's on the third i'm like hey guys like i can't do it i got jenna and i tickets to this thing and it's 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 cool because we have this like revolving uh cast of musicians that can fill in so in this case dan was going to play bass and rob was going to play drums but uh jenna just told me that the 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 musical is the next day so i can play the show now so um that's all that was (laughs) that's awesome Uh, it's cool that uh you you guys out there have a, a, a nice pool of uh you know good musicians to pull from to be able to fill those roles but also um, a great news that you don't have to uh, miss the show because that that's an amazing lineup and we'll, we'll get to spaced but but it, it's really cool that you can uh, do both in one weekend yeah sorry not, not to like jump into if you had uh, upcoming topics or anything but uh, that's what that little sidebar conversation was about with with jenna so <clears throat> And yeah. since our last conversation, I, I've always wondered because I, I had mentioned that movie Fanboys, uh, that Star Wars movie. I was curious. Have you ever had a chance to sit down and watch it? No, but uh, it's it's funny how um, uh, one thing in a conversation, like a, a new thing, and uh, it comes up frequently after that. Mm-hmm. So like after you and I had talked about it, I watched the trailer you sent me and I was like, holy shit, this is hilarious. And then, like a few days later, like one of my coworkers was like, "Dude, I just watched Fanboys the other night." I'm like, "No, you did not." And so then it just kept on like coming up in my life, and uh, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. So, um, but I'll I will I'll, I'll get I'll get there. I feel like I, I have to now. It's like uh, it's my duty, uh, not only to you but as a as a fanboy myself. So. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it, the 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 movie's so fun because uh, it, it's just just their journey and, and just the relationships between all the characters. It's uh, like even to this day, I, I can still watch it and still really enjoy that movie. Okay, uh, I, I guess we can get to space since you just uh, brought it up. Uh, but <laughs> sure. be- before we get to the buried alive stuff, I, I, I'm curious about uh your overseas trip uh i, I want to hear yeah. about what your experience was like traveling overseas and have you ever been over there to do anything like that before uh music wise no um but i my dad worked uh in a little town 
probably like 45 minutes outside of London for like a few months um, back in 2017, 2017. And he he's retired now, but he used to be a medical physicist. So uh, he used these machines called linear accelerators that basically they shoot gamma radiation. And uh, his job specifically was he shot gamma rays at seeds to implant into people's bodies to kill cancer. That's what my dad did for a living. Um, and the company that they got their linear accelerators from was over was they were building them over uh, in this city outside of London. So when my dad was over there for a few months, uh, he took a week off and he flew my sisters and I out and we just like hung out and did touristy stuff. Um, but we only were in like, uh, the UK. So, um, Europe was a whole new thing for all of us. Uh, the rest of space had never been over there before. So it was like a really, really cool experience. Um, our driver, uh, his name is Steven. Uh, shout out Steven Dewar Visuals, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, he's the man. He was a big old Scottish man, and he took care of us. He was the best dude to have us be paired with because he was just a little more manic than the five of us were. Mm -hmm. So our energies were just like, together and uh he was the dude uh uh travel wise it, i mean he just drove us around in a van uh we we rented a van and uh all the shows are great comeback kid was incredibly welcoming and hospitable um their tm tanner was super nice um and then we met up down the road with this band called dagger threat they are our new best friends from germany um and then the last few days we played alongside this other band called darkest hour they were also super cool um and the darkest hour guys and comeback kid have been friends for like ever so um it was cool to see because not that like we hadn't developed friendships along the way but um the last few days having darkest hour on the package and seeing comeback kid like really be them tr their true selves with darkest hour just like like old friends seeing each other for, for seven a long time it was super cute um shows were awesome uh i don't you you asked a few questions and i i just kind of started rambling and i forgot what they were if i'm being honest no it's totally fine i i, I was yeah. just curious about uh your experience but uh, traveling and being on tour in another country uh, i i know things can move really fast are you able to take a couple steps back and enjoy the fact that you're in another country in a foreign land, places you've never been before, or is everything just like, okay, like we have to play the show and get in the van to drive to the next day. Or do you get uh, enough time to mingle with the locals maybe and get to just actually soak it in? Cause it's not every day that uh, you get to travel to another country, but also not a lot of bands get to go overseas and do what space got to do. Yeah. So the mingling, and like exploring kind of a thing was definitely a bit more accessible when we played festivals because uh usually you have to get there like four five hours before you play um which is usually the same with like the club shows and stuff but um the festival grounds were just like unlike anything i, I had ever experienced before um in the beginning, it was kind of stressful. I uh, was kind of given the the unofficial TM position, 
and that was kind of like whoa my head was my head was like about like five different places at once because i had to uh, i mean joe took care of hotels which is really helpful and the financial side of things um but like making sure i got the day sheets and like we had to be there on time uh and then figuring out how we got paid which was like you know important <laughs> and uh and then um all like foreign numbers from my like american phone with like area codes that are like plus four nine and then like all the other numbers i was like this is this is weird this is crazy and then like i could only imagine what on the other end of the phone what it would be like if some someone from germany is like why is this american number calling me right now you know like they're probably equally as confused as i was at times but um it, it was stressful in the beginning just to get like a grasp of those kind of things. But, um, uh, we were definitely able to walk around cities, um, pretty much every day. Um, and where it like really that we were doing what we were doing, uh, was when we played punk rock holiday in Slovenia. Uh, there were two stages. There was the beach stage and then the main stage. And, um, I'm sure you, you were familiar with how festivals work. Usually it's like there's a band at this stage and then the band at the main stage plays and they usually go back and forth with set times. But was, what was cool about Punk Rock Holiday is that the beach stage was like the, well, like the opening band stage. But all of the bands beach stage from like noon until 6 p.m. And then it was main stage from 7 p.m. till the end of the night because they were kind of like... Um, beach stage was down here and it, the main stage was like up this hill. Mm -hmm. So like to go back and forth between the two would have been like insane. You would have had to miss some of each of the band sets to really catch everybody if you're going back and forth. But um, we were the second to last spot on the beach stage, which was also like kind of insane to me um, that we got like kind of put so far uh, up on the, on the bill. Uh, we were right uh, behind Petrol Girls, who headlined, and they were they were awesome. But um, the bands that were playing before us weren't necessarily like hardcore. It was more just like pop punk, like punk kind of vibes, which was really cool. But we didn't know how we were going to be perceived, and uh, it was insane. There was like the dirt. It was just like a dirt floor in front of the stage, and there were circle pits and moshing. So like all of this dirt and dust was like coming up on top of us. It was like, I remember like spitting at one point. It was just like black because it was dirt. It was just, it was disgusting. But after that, like after we struck all of our stuff, um, our, our stage was like even 15 feet away from this like natural glacier river. Oh, wow. And Dan and I were like, let's go for a dip because we were just covered in dirt, like mm -hmm. absolutely head to toe covered in dirt. So like uh, we were already wearing our swim trunks because, you know, you're on a beach, you know, it's punk rock holiday and comeback kid uh, up until and even on that day, we're like, this is the best festival you will ever play in your entire life. And they were not wrong because like we, Dan and I just like, we were in our trunks. We just dive into the, the river and we're just like surrounded by this like incredibly picturesque mountain and we're in this valley where the river is and like 
we just looked at each other and I remember Dan going, who allowed us? It was just kind of like, like what, what's happening? Like at that point we had been a band, we had been a band for like a year and like maybe a week. Mm -hmm. So, so like less than 400 days of being a band and we're like direct support on the opening stage for punk rock holiday. And it was just kind of like, holy shit. Like we're, we're like, we're doing this. And then after that, it was just like pure joy and bliss. And it was just kind of like, I, we, I think we all needed like that point of just, cause that day itself was also kind of stressful because uh, we showed up a little late and then um, there was a merch tent. So you had to like bring your merch to the tent and then they had to count it and then they had to put it up. And when I went, I was like, Hey, like I'm here to drop off merch for my band. And they're like, cool. It's going to be about three hours. Jeez. I was like, well, we play in like two hours. They're like, okay, well, like, do you want to leave it here or not? I'm like, well, no. Cause like, and they also took a huge cut. So whoever this guy was, was like, are you playing at the beach stage? I was like, yeah. He goes, cool. Just sell your merch down there. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just like all the opening bands usually just sell their merch down there. That way you don't get a cut from us. And like, you could just like sell it. I was like, okay. So Rob and I just like found a shopping cart mm-hmm. and had to like maneuver the shopping cart full of like four boxes that were falling apart down this like rocky hill. And it was just like really stressful. Rob and I were like on edge with the situation and at each other just because it was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And like Dan and Joe and Lexi are like loading our gear. Oh, that's the other thing. We had to like, a van came up calling this number that my point of contact told me to call to get a van to shuttle us and our gear like down the hill. And we just like shoved Dan, Lexi, and Joe in this van with our gear. And they were just like drove down the hill to we didn't know where. And then they had to like, it was a very haphazard, stressful day. And like, after we all just like swam in the river, it was just kind of like, that was amazing. Like we just did that. And now we're going to do that for like two more weeks. Um, it was cool. It was, it was super, super awesome. Um, we got to play with sick of it all in Italy and, uh, their one guitar player was back home having surgery. So one of the guitar players from agnostic front filled in. So we were just like surrounded by this like hardcore royalty. And it was just like, it was, it was really cool. That was a really cool show. Um, and then after that, we kind of made it a point to like see stuff. Cause like we knew that like, we may have not had that chance. We may not have that chance again. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just kind of like, let's go, let's unload for sound check if we have one because some days we didn't we we're just like all right let's just go putz around see what see what there is to offer it was sweet and i'm curious about the the merch situation are like logistically uh, when it comes to money are you taking electronic payments or is it all for with, with the local currency like how did you prepare for that because i've never been in a situation like that so uh before we went over i uh we, we use square at times. Um, lately, like we haven't been, it's just kind of been like cash, uh, Venmo, PayPal or cash app or whatever. Um, and I looked into 
international payments with Square before we left. And Square was like, yeah, we don't do that. It's only within the US. I was like, okay, cool. So let's figure out another way to get this, get this done. So I looked up a few options and I found this one um, called uh, Stripe, I believe. And uh, it was cool. It worked for a few days in the UK because our first three dates were in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it was working then. I'm like, this is sweet. Uh, we were also taking cash. Uh, and in the UK, it's the great, great British pound. And then everywhere else, it was the euro. Except in uh, the Czech Republic, where they also had their local currency called like the, uh, I'm going to butcher it. But they, they had their local currency as well. It was mm -hmm. weird. They they accepted the euro as well as their local currency because I think they were like brought into the EU like not too long ago, being like ten years. So there was still some of it in circulation. Regardless, uh, our first show in the EU was a festival, and we go to use Stripe, and Stripe isn't working. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like this is supposed to work. And because we had like switched to the eu and we're now accepting like eu cards stripe was like hey now what are you doing mm -hmm. why are you doing this like you were just in the uk so i was constant contact with their uh help center via email like yo like we're a band we're, we're like we're on tour we're now here instead of there like can you just let us accept payments and they're like no and we're like, why? And they're like, you also haven't provided pictures of anything that you're selling. I was like, why do you need that? So we had to like send them a bunch of pictures of stuff we were selling. And then like at that point, it was at that point. Oh, that was the other thing. All the money from Stripe was getting deposited into or it, it was trying to get deposited into my personal bank account. But because we weren't showing them the pictures of what we were selling, they were holding all the money. Mm. And I was like, well, this, this is kind of like bogus. So after that, we were just kind of like screw electronic payment. And we were only taking cash and PayPal after that, unless the, like the venue, uh, or most cases, um, what's it called? Festivals, unless festivals were doing merch for us and they did electronic payment. That was them Cause they had like the big merch table and yeah. doing stuff for us. Uh, we sourced our merch through, uh, crew cuts, in the UK and then uh, Evil Greed, I think, for the EU. And we had a ton of leftover stuff, but we just like bought two duffel bags and like checked it home when we flew home. So, uh, uh, but once we learned that we could like check luggage uh, with shirts, like our merch, uh, that kind of opened a different gateway for us. Maybe if we were to go back and <laughs> instead of sourcing merch from somewhere else, you know, um, I don't want to say what we we're going to do because I don't know if that is uh, <laughs> in any way illegal. Probably not, but um, like printing merch and checking it and bringing it over there. But no, I I don't think it is. It's I just hope not. Hmm, it's just uh, something. Some things can get tricky because I know. I used to work for a merch company, and we dealt with a lot of international bands, and things would always get seized by customs. So a, a lot of the times we'd find it easy to just uh, have to like source it locally so we wouldn't have to deal with band goes on tour tomorrow, 
but they're merged with customs and they're not going to get it mm-hmm. in, in time. So then to have to pull resources to print a whole nother full run of tour merch, it, it was just a nightmare. So a, a lot of the times, yeah. uh, just stuff with like a, a crazy time crunch like that. We didn't want to take the risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It is. It would be incredibly risky to just be like, all right, we're flying out this day. Uh, we'll have our merch on us. And then it get getting seized at customs. And then, you know, we have to play however many weeks long of shows. And we're like, all right, but we don't have any merch. <laughs> yeah. Or you just end up having to source it locally in the end. So. And then, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Just my thing with that is it's, it's always kind of sketchy because you don't, you, you always want to provide a high quality product but if you're outsourcing to a company that you may not be familiar with um, and you don't even get to see the you know, garments before they get um, or b- before they go for sale it, it's always a, a, a tricky thing because there's some pieces of merch that i'm like man this shirt sucks ass like it hasn't even held up but then there's other shirts where i dude i, I have shirts from like the early 2000s that are still doing very well that was kind of the case with one of our European shirts. The it was the classic, just like space logo, the smiley face. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's like no bigger. When we get it printed here, it's no bigger than maybe four inches in diameter. And this thing, dude, oh my god, it was huge. It was just like this huge chest piece. Just like it had to be maybe like a foot, foot in diameter, maybe. Mm-hmm maybe even bigger and it was like it was ugly it was like that was the shirt that wasn't really pushing but uh you know it's okay we those are some of the ones that we brought home and like we tossed them up on a band camp and we sold some but um exactly to your point you know if you don't see it and you don't know how it's going to be printed like you're just kind of like at the mercy of whoever you're doing business with um yeah it happens okay and these days it seems like this is one of those rare times where spaced isn't on tour. I, I felt like uh, 2022, like every time I was on Instagram, it's like, oh, we're on this run. We're doing this with these bands. And I'm like, damn, they don't stop, which I, I, I think it's awesome. I feel like that's probably one of the best ways to get your name out there is to get in front of people, play shows. And for all of you to be able to do that so consistently last year, I, I thought it was insane. Yeah, it's it is one of those rare times where we're not on tour. Uh, last year, um, Joe counted, we played, uh, 60 shows in 50 cities, uh, 50 different cities in 10 different countries, which is really cool. There's a cool little like breakdown, but, um, yeah, uh, Lexi is, uh, in their final semester, uh, right now and they're student teaching. Uh, so that is like a Monday to Friday commitment like not really like any days off mm-hmm. uh except if the school other place that has a winter break you know then yeah you know you go with the flow of the school um so what all we can really do right now uh is just like do weekend shows or like friday shows if they're close um which is like super fun like I, that that buried alive one is in rochester and i think it's on a friday night so you know you know we're all out of work by like three o'clock three, four o'clock drive up there, ready to go. Um, which is nice. Um, and we're just like writing right now, writing and demoing some stuff, um, which has been super fun. That's one of my favorite processes. Uh, um, 
I love writing music, especially with like great friends of mine. It's just, it's so cool to see what uh, people have to offer, what they've been cooking up on their own and bringing to the table. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So like we may be, we may be silent on the road, but uh, we're definitely being loud in the practice space. <laughs> okay. And do you have like a timeline for the new music? I, I know it might be too early. You might not want to say anything, but I'm just curious as a fan. Uh, no, not really as of now. We're just kind of like um, putting in as many ideas as we can uh, onto paper, um, writing as many demos as we can and um, just seeing what sticks, what hits for us, you know, and then um, at that point, we're, we're just trying to like write as much as as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, evaluate what we have, what we think will hit the hardest uh as like a single or like on a bigger release or something like that and then just kind of like divvy up divvy them up and then uh uh look for where we want to record and then go from there that's awesome i love spaced i you know this obviously i've I've been a fan from the beginning so i'm always just happy and always curious to see what all of you do next because i i just feel like you guys always just get better every time oh thanks man yeah you're definitely an A1 since day one. And we love and appreciate you. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And you mentioned the Buried Alive show, which is in early February, which is awesome. And then you also have a show in uh, late March, which was announced, mm-hmm. which is a crazy lineup. Uh, Tsunami, Soul Blind, Spaced, and uh, Wound, which I, I think is a, such a cool lineup. Uh, can you talk about that show? Yeah, I <laughs> I tweeted that flyer the other day or quote tweeted that said first show of the year and it definitely was not our first show of the year um that we have coming up. So that was kind of embarrassing. But um yeah, I think I think with that one, I think Donnie just kind of shot his shot for us and was like, "Hey, like we'd love to play." And they were just like, "Cool. Sounds good." And uh we got added. I'm really excited. Um uh I'm really excited to see Tsunami. Um that'll be really really cool um and soul blind is uh one of my newer favorite bands so i'm really excited to see them live and in person uh it'll be a, it'll be a really cool time i'm excited mm-hmm. yeah and i i'm just happy that uh you guys are on a awesome bill with some great bands mm-hmm. that's uh, march 28th in syracuse so shout out to the syracuse hardcore scene they always got cool stuff going on up there yeah 315 <clears throat> and recently there was a, a pbr collab which is uh cool um you know i i, I don't drink or anything like that but it's cool Me to either. see <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but it's cool to see them uh, doing these collabs with uh hardcore bands uh i i know sometimes people can get weird uh when big business gets involved uh but for me, as long as it's good business, I, I don't see how it, how it's, it's a bad thing. And it seems that they genuinely want to support these bands and for them to do collabs. I, I think it's awesome. But there was a music video tied to that. Uh, prove me wrong, which is awesome. I, I love when bands do music videos. When I listen to an artist or even when I discover like a new artist, I'm just like, all right, let's go see what music videos they have because I, I like to, uh, you know, visually, I, I like to see how creative uh, they can be or um, what people they got behind them to help them be creative. So I, I think it's cool that you guys were finally able to put out a music video. That was super fun. And I, I'm the same way. As soon as I find a new band uh, that I like, I'm like, let's see, let's, let's see what they have to offer visually. Cause 
I think that's a really important thing for bands, especially when like, um, I don't know, me- media is like really important. Something to um, associate uh, an artist to when you hear a certain song is really cool. Um, yeah, but that, that video is super, super fun. Uh, we got to do it at this venue in this house venue in Buffalo called the soup. Um, there's the shows are usually held in the basement, but we talked to the guys that live there and we're like, Hey, like we're kind of picturing this more of a, uh, like a living room show kind of a setting. And they're just like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. They were incredibly easygoing and, um, we just kind of packed the house and, um, it was cool. We like, we played. So like the basis of the music video was we played a show. Like we actually played like a set or like, I think almost our entire discography. And, um, then, uh, at the end we played or like once the set was over, we played prove you wrong. I think three times, uh, just to get like footage of the actual song along with like, uh, other footage of the show mixed in with it um and then once the crowd left we did it one more time kind of like from like a wider angle just viewing us with no people in it so there was like little less of um there's less um interference with the crowd and the videographer Mm -hmm. um and i think it turned out pretty cool um i definitely had fun with it um i love doing stuff like that yeah, it, yeah. It, it's cool and i wish more bands would do it because mm-hmm. for for you to, to just add that to your list of things to have i i, I think it's really important because uh people discover your band and or just music bands in general in, in the most random ways so to, to be able to be on a platform like youtube with your music video uh is just one more avenue for someone to assemble across your band or if you just have you can upload music videos right you can put the whole music video on twitter or instagram or tiktok or wherever just to have just another visual aspect uh for your band i, I just I th- think more bands should take that opportunity especially these days when it's uh you can have a low budget music video which could be awesome because there's big time artists that do stuff with like you know that's like on uh, not even hd like 480p and it's just that's the look and they're like all right cool like we'll accept that and it's no big deal so yeah it's like that john mayer music video where like uh he was having uh like his management team and his i don't know what his other team is but they were having like uh they're having an argument about like how they wanted the music video to be. And all while, all the while John Mayer just like went down to this local dude who just like shot videos usually for like Bob Bitsfuds and stuff. And he was like, Hey, like I'm John Mayer. We're going to shoot a video. And this guy was like, cool. And, like it was a uh, really simple, really funny too. You know? And like, I also think like fairly like the lower the budget, like kind of like maybe even the sillier the video is, Mm-hmm. You really get to see how the people in the band are as people, you know, like you get to see, uh, like you get to see their true selves, their true silly selves. Yeah. So it's 2023. If you're in a band, go shoot a music video before the end of the year, please. Yes, please. This and is one of my cats, by the way. This is Luna. Luna. Yeah. And why the name Luna? I'm curious. Um, so, uh, Luna has a brother, uh, uh, he is orange and his name is Sunny. So we got Sunny and Luna, like a uh, sun and moon. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, 
mom gave us the actually i think um i could be wrong jenna was she did was that like do you remember why it was somebody's it was somebody's name i don't remember this is sunny sunny if i'm being honest i was really hoping that was going to be like a, a sailor moon reference but oh no Okay. My mom does not watch Sailor Moon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Sunny and Luna. I didn't honestly, yeah. I didn't even know you had cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh we've had these cats for they're gonna be three this year. Yeah, there'll be three uh in March, right? March twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Shout out yeah. Sunny and Luna. But okay, well, I, I I love spaced. I'm always happy to be able to talk about spaced and uh, uh, spaced needs to come to the West Coast. You, you're all over the East Coast. You're going international, but no West Coast stuff. I know, dude. I know. I really, I really want to. Um, like, funny enough, when um, we were over in Europe and Stephen was driving us, Stephen drove Drain uh, when they were over there. Okay, so. Um, Steven was like, he's like, I'll hook you up. I'll make sure that they like get you over there. You play some shows with Drain on the West Coast. Obviously hasn't happened yet. We haven't had any communication with them about it either. Mm -hmm. But um, Steven, Steven was kind of like our connection to them. And um, I didn't go to the show for whatever reason. But when Drain came to Buffalo, um, Lexi and Dan went. I believe Donnie went too. And... Uh, Lexi went up to the table, the drain merch table, and they were like, "Wait a minute, you're in space." And Lexi's like, "Yeah," and whoever from Drain was like, "We have a connection, Scottish guy, Steven. He's like, "We're we're family now," because <laughs> like, um, so it was cool. Um, like that weird connection there. Um, but I would love to get over to the West Coast. I I the only time I was out there ever was like for maybe five hours because I flew into California to drive out to Nevada. Um, but dude, I, I want to get out there really bad. Okay. Well, whenever you do <laughs> call drain, come to orange County. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Cool. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I've, I've kind of fallen into this role of, uh, booking shows out here and, and it's, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, but I have so many kids come up to me and they're just like, Hey, book this band. Hey, book space. And I'm just like, dude, I can't, I, I don't just fly bands out. It has to work with everybody's schedule, <laughs> but I'll try. So, um, space is one band that people keep asking about. And especially since people who listen to this podcast know that I have, um, obviously like we're all, we're all friends. So th they, mm -hmm. they know we have like a, a, more of a connection. So they're just like, Hey, like, why haven't you brought them out yet? But it's like, once again, I'm not just flying bands out. Like, you know, yeah. they're, they're out here on tour. They're doing like stuff specifically. It's not just because they're out here because of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that kids are like, yeah, just bring them out. It's like, funny. Yeah. It that easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work like that, <laughs> but okay. West coast. Um, hopefully this year that, that, that would be, a highlight of my year you guys made it out I'll try, uh vision board and i'll put it on ours and i'll um i'll uh i'll definitely try and make something happen okay i'll, add, be it. Lovely. I'll add it right here I'll, I'll make a sign i'll say spaced 2023 <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right i'll i'll, I'll find time to to do that but okay um and i, I want to ask you about um over coffee 
how's it going? I, I, I love the, the um, green screen stuff that you do when you do it. I'm, it's like, like, wow, he, he's going above and beyond to do these uh, cool little things. Can, can you talk about how things are going there? And it, it seems like you're at um, different locations from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I manage a coffee shop called Overwinter. I manage, uh, one of the shops, um, and, uh, there, we have three locations. Um, but our, uh, our two bosses, the two owners don't live in New York anymore. So they were just kind of like, Hey, John and, uh, Mike and my coworker, Sydney, both of us, um, we've been with the company almost the longest. Um, they were just like, Hey, uh, you guys want to do more for the company since we're not there to do it anymore? We're just like, yeah, sure. And part of that role for me is uh, creating content and posting it. And uh, at one point, I was just kind of like taking pictures and like doing really generic stuff. And I was like, hey, guys, to my bosses, I was like, hey, so like, what is what's my limit here? Like, what can't I do? They're just like, do whatever you want. You know, I was like, awesome. So I bought a green screen. Um, I implemented something called content night, which is when uh, me and some of my coworkers get together after hours at the cafe. Uh, we get pizza or uh, some Thai food. And we just kind of like, we have dinner together. And then we're just like, all right, these are the ideas that we have. Let's kind of like hash some of them out. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's 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 really a lot of fun. I'm glad that uh, my bosses let me do that. Um, at one point, my one boss Ben goes, uh, "I don't think we are a coffee company anymore. I think we are a content company that just so happens to sell coffee." <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, um, fun. Um, I've been bouncing back and forth between some locations just uh, so um, some people can get a break from their like their daily routine at. Because uh, I build the schedule as well, and I kind of build it in like a per semester because we have a lot of students on staff. So like there's the spring semester, or I'm sorry, the fall semester schedule, spring semester, and then the summer schedule. And um, it can kind of get, especially at the downtown spot, um, it's not that big. And it's also not incredibly, it's not that high traffic where you need two people on. Mm -hmm. And instead of splitting the day with, our like limited staff we usually just have one person rock the whole day which is a nine hour shift but you're by yourself and it can kind of get like lonesome at times especially if people it's it's a very um it's like a walk-in drive-through typically because we're in like the banking district so a lot of people just like come in get their coffee and go okay you know so it's uh we do have tables and chairs and like the landlord comes down and has a cappuccino every morning and it's great to see Steve. But like after that, you don't really see a lot of people. So you kind of just like kind of go a little crazy when you're not talking to people all day. And uh, I've been, I've uh, swapped shifts with a few of the people that work at that one just so they can get in uh, a good rotation at the other shops and stuff like that. Um, so it's been fun. I, that's where it all started for me. Like that's where I started training. So um, it's cool to work down there. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's always uh, fun to see uh, you posting that stuff. Just because I'm, uh, you know, it's still uh, going to coffee shops, uh, you know, multiple times a week. So whenever I, I see you um, over over winter, it's always good to see you having a good time. Yeah, always, always having a good time. I love making coffee. 
I love making coffee for people. I love explaining like coffee things to people if they're ever like intrigued about a certain process or whatever. It's uh, it's cool. It's a cool job. I think I've, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think I've hit my limit on um, the amount of hazelnut that I've consumed because <laughs> I, I get these hazelnut lattes with oat milk and yeah, it just doesn't taste that good anymore. I was like, have I just had it too much? Do I need to switch to a different flavor? So. Yeah, it may have been oversaturated yeah. for you. Um, we started doing a uh, a gingerbread latte. So we did a we made a, a ginger syrup out of like dried ginger. Uh, made a simple syrup with that, and then it's with uh, oat milk and cinnamon powder. So it tastes like a gingerbread cookie. It's uh it's delish. Damn, that sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day I'll get to <laughs> one o- day. One day I'll get to overwinter. Track you down. Yeah, so your mission is to come out to the East Coast and have coffee. <laughs> uh, okay. We can make that happen. I, I have a couple trips planned, um, which I, I don't want to talk about too much. But, yeah, the the later half of the year might work. Figure it out. We'll get spaced. Well, you know where I'll be. We'll get spaced <laughs> to do a run, and I'll just tag along. There we go. Right. Okay. We'll, now we're cooking with gas. Okay, we'll figure it out. But shout out Overwinter. I got to try a new flavor. I'm actually uh, so uh, for people listening or watching, we're, we're recording this podcast. I'm going to go to the coffee shop before I go to the, the anime convention. That's why I'm wearing this this robe. I'm going to an anime convention after this, but I'm I'm going to try a, a new latte flavor because I can't like it. Like the hazelnut tastes okay, but I want it to taste good like it used to. So maybe I just need to mm-hmm. switch it up for a little bit. Mm. right after is there is is there something (laughs) is there something that you've like had your eye on or like like flavor wise i was thinking about just going back to a vanilla latte i haven't had one of those in forever have you had a honey one recently no it's on the list honey okay honey i'll I'll get a honey Honey. i'll I'll send you a picture great great natural sweetener um you could even do honey cinnamon if you're if if you like cinnamon uh Honey cinnamon oat milk is uh, an overwinter staple. Um, yeah. Um, have you heard of uh, Mad Honey? No. What is Mad Honey? Okay, it's like supposed to be like a not really like a drug, but like you like eat it and then you're supposed to like have it an experience. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. We use raw honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no mad honey. Well, no mad honey. <laughs> okay, awesome. For any uh, any episodes or anything like that. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but you play another band. You play in a bunch of bands, but this next band I, 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 want, I want to talk about uh, post prom, which I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of. I, um, you know tell everybody about you guys i i hope you guys do more but uh, more recently you put out a, a new uh it would be fair to call it an ep yeah yeah little three song EP. yeah titled the restaurant and just a couple things I, i'm curious the the restaurant the the album cover is that a place actually called the restaurant or was that like photoshopped you know what it's it's funny you mentioned that because my one of my coworkers, um when I posted it in my story, they replied, it's called Kunis. Okay. I don't know where it is. I don't know what type of food it serves. 
or anything like that. But um, a, a, it is a real place. Uh, it wasn't like fabricated in um, Illustrator or anything. Uh, it, and it's called Kunis. Um, I don't know where Aiden found the image. Um, I don't know if Aiden knows of Kunis. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the it's a reference to uh, the song Bloodshot that's on there. Um, um, because he says a, about a line about going back to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Bloodshot, that's the opening track on the record. I was a, a little bit surprised because I wasn't sure um, what direction or if there was even going to be a change in direction when it comes to uh, you know post prom sonically. But I felt like when I you know was listening to Bloodshot, it, it sounded um, more mellow. Like it was like a, like a, a more chill vibe. Is that something you guys were going for with this new EP? Um, I don't think it was necessarily like something like a mood we were chasing, but, uh, that was a, that was an Aiden song, um, big time. And he came to us with it. We're like, he's like, Hey, I really want to record this. Um, like, do you think we can make it happen? We're like, yeah, sure. Of course. So, um, it was interesting recording it. Cause like you said, it's, it's a much more chill vibe. Nothing like it's, it was different for us to tackle because we haven't even, we haven't really recorded anything like it before. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing a, uh, a flat wound bass with my fingers, which is something I never do. Usually I'd play like, uh, like regular, uh, round or, um, you know, regular bass strings with a pick. And I usually like play fast. So, um, having to get back to like my roots playing like that was fun. Um, and then like Devin had a really, like interesting time building his drum part around it too um and we uh it's i like that song a lot because you listen to it one way in the recording and when we just played it live the other day had a whole different feel to it like i was playing with a pick uh we were had two electric guitars up there instead of just like the one acoustic um we made it a little louder the bridge was a little like more had a little more feel to it um it was fun that was a cool song i like that one yeah me too i i thought it was a great way to um open the record so i'm, I'm definitely yeah. a huge fan of it and you, you mentioned a live show uh are are you gonna do more in 2023 because you, you just put out the um ep at the end of 2022 and i'm a like you know i, I reached out to you specifically about this band because i really enjoyed the the stuff prior to the restaurant so i'm always just curious about your scheduling and if you're going to be able to do more this year uh i i always hope to do more uh our vocalist aiden actually just moved to new york city mm-hmm. so uh we're just kind of you know a few hours away from him right now um he just he needed he got a new job so he got a new job and he had to move out there um something he's always wanted to do um so like we want to still write we want to still just like have ideas and send them to one another and build it and then maybe one day during the year uh we get back together in buffalo and record with our friend jay um and like put it out into the ether but as of now, I guess it's we're not we didn't break up or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of like on pause because Aiden's starting this new chapter in his life um, in New York, which I, I'm really excited and happy and proud of him for. Uh, it's a big, it's a big thing to just kind of like uproot your life and all of your friends somewhere you've been for like 
all of your life and just go somewhere completely different and just kind of like start over. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, uh, it's scary. I did that in my early 20s and I I don't know if I could do that now because I just have so many things <clears throat> like mainly my job and yeah because like if I were to upper and go like I'd want to go somewhere far yeah. yeah yeah that's the other thing like New York isn't like exceptionally far I mean it's like what six and a half hours maybe like on a good day uh eight if you're like really caught in traffic but mm -hmm. like it's it's far enough where he can kind of like be separated um but it's still close enough where he could just like drive on back home for the weekend or it, it, the, the flight is like 55 minutes you know you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's it's so short like you could just hop on a plane and be here in like two hours so yeah yeah i i, I want to move to wilkesbury pennsylvania that's my dream oh yeah yeah why why there specifically is it like when i'm there it, it's just amazing and yeah yeah and my friends tell me it's probably because i'm uh clouded by the love of the local music scene mm -hmm. but um, i think it's because of the people that i'm around when i'm out there just the friends that i've managed to to make shout out uh nate shout out shane shout out matt shout out jeff caleb dan uh, there, there's just a, a lot of awesome people out there tk um uh, just a lot of people that show me like love like real love which is crazy because yeah. um you know like I, I have my close friends out here that um you know I, I have strong relationships with but when i travel out there it, it's just like a it, it just feels like the same vibe like when i'm at home because like i've been to like other places and it's like cool like i i, I know people um whatever but it's just like when i'm there I, I just have like this crazy um just like actual like group of people that i can like rely on for for shit which is crazy so it's something that, that i think about every now and then that's good i i'm glad that you have that there that's really awesome yeah it, it's strange because like you know if, if you were to tell young jamie listening to uh you know cold world back in the day that I would eventually travel to this place and actually um, have some friends there. I would not have believed anybody, mm -hmm. but who knows? Probably not. I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'm happy to, to live and die in orange County. I, 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 I love this place. Yeah. Like I've, I've experienced like pretty much my whole adult life out here. Cause I, I moved out here when I was 21 and I, I, you know, 21, whatever, like, yeah, I'm technically already an, an adult, but I still was like a kid. I didn't know anything about life oh, experiences, yeah. responsibility. I, I, I learned all that just living here in Orange County. So that's something that I'm fortunate for and something that I'll, I'll never forget. That's why I haven't left. I, I, I try to leave, um, which is a crazy story. I'll, I'll, I'll tell one day, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. Nice. Well, I'm sure they're glad to have you as well. Because now you book all the shows, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting role, and I do a, a, a lot of the booking, and I always like to give my uh, fair share of credit to uh, Chris at Program and my buddy Kenny, who, who sings for a band called Major Pain. He, he's a huge mm -hmm. Spaced fan. He actually got really embarrassed one time because I was at Program, and yeah. and he was bugging me about Spaced, and I was, I was like, wait, hold on one second. So I... um 
a video called Lexi and I just like <laughs> I wasn't even on camera. I just had him on camera like right right when she picked up. So I was like talking in, in the background and I was telling her I was like, Hey, this is Kenny. He he loves space and he got super embarrassed because um, he wasn't oh expecting that. That's pretty funny. That's so good. Oh my god. I'll I'll have to I'll have to hear that from Lexi at some point too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but I, I, I like I couldn't do it without uh, you know uh, Chris letting us book shows there, and uh, Kenny's a big help behind the scenes, and, and even all the the local bands. Like shout out to uh, you know Take It to Heart, shout out to Sanctify bands that always help me with the backline and are always supportive with uh, just helping me get shit together because it, it's awesome that they're willing to play the shows that I'm asking them to to play, but for them to even go a step further and help with the back line showing up early being on time and just uh, playing a part in running this whole thing uh and making sure it's all smooth because yeah like whatever i'm the one to post the flyer and kind of like orchestrate everything but it, it wouldn't happen without everybody else as well so it, as much mm -hmm. as like you know people like to praise me and give me all the credit i i like to remind everybody that it's not just me there's like you know other people helping me to to put it together because one thing I always have to stress, this is not about me. This is about Orange County, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. I, I, I'm just happy that I'm able to be a part of something to, you know, to, to help it grow. Because, you know, moving here in 2010, um, just uh, wanting to be a part of a cool hardcore scene because I just left my hometown where the scene was literally like on life support. And it's, there's a band out there shout out face facts hope everyone's doing well getting better I, I know one of their members was in a motorcycle accident so hopefully he's recovering well but they're like honestly i think like the last like real hardcore band out there that's actually doing something so it it, it, it sucks to come from a small scene and watch like the key players kind of fade away which I, I could totally get why now that i'm older like these older dudes when i was a kid having to pay out of pocket uh, just because the the turnout wasn't good which sucks uh, I, I could understand why they would want to walk away because it probably just wasn't fun anymore because like we used to get like crazy shows back in the day but once those people who were um you know kind of running the shit get over it and there's no young kids to step up uh, it's you know it's due to fail sooner than later but so here i am now orange county can't i can't be part of two scenes that are are dying so uh, <laughs> uh so it, it's been like uh i yeah i felt like last year i had to kind of step up and be like yo if nobody's gonna do it then i guess it has to be us so like let's fucking do something about it because we can't be those people yeah you know sit, like sitting on the internet being like oh like why aren't like aren't these tours coming here or why aren't bands coming here it's like okay so because nobody's doing anything so like let's let's be the ones to make it happen so like i said with all the people in the bands that i mentioned before with all of our help we're able to you know have something going right now and we got cool stuff lined up um hopefully even cooler stuff towards the end of the year particular october so just remember october october that's the plan so uh hopefully hopefully everything pans out because uh living out here in southern california there's a ton of great scenes like uh, always got to praise sos booking they bring the like m most amazing stuff out here shout out sound and fury amazing fest so it's uh crazy and awesome to live out here because there's so many good bands like i said major pains awesome shout out sanctify 
there's a newer pop punk pan out here called stateside they're 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 getting a lot of love which i i think is cool i was at their like second show second or third show i can't remember and kids were going off and there's newer bands shout out upon stone they're killing it and then there's just bands all over like southern california is just this like there's like four or five different hardcore scenes um you know in it and there's good bands from every scene so it's it's cool to live out here sweet yeah start a band just uh start a band you know (laughs) i'm not starting a band it's too much work oh yeah i mean not to, to anybody that's listening if you're not in a band Start a band. Yeah, start a band, start a zine, book a show, do something. Like, do don't something. don't just be the kid that goes to shows and then goes home and doesn't do anything else. Do something extra. Repost the flyer. You would not like like being somebody who books a show and seeing the amount of people that don't repost flyers. And I'm like, this is weird because um, yeah. it, it's first of all, it's so easy. And then second of all, don't you want <laughs> don't you want the most amount of people to show up to your local show to have a good time? Because yeah. It's crazy. It, 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 it's, it's mind blowing. It's, it's two clicks. It's like you hit the, you hit the airplane, and then you hit post to your story. So it's just like boop boop. Yeah, it's three the, if you hit the three if you hit the heart. Yeah, I, I, there's yeah. there's just some hater hanks out there that don't want to see you succeed. And and I try to remind the hater hanks. This is not about me, but it's kind of funny that they're trying to make it about me. Peter Hanks. Hanks. Uh, permission, permission to use that okay. in my everyday life. <laughs> you can use that, but I want to make it clear. I did not uh, come up with that. Um, shout out to Caleb from uh, Phoenix Resale. Uh, I, I got that from him. Okay. Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, Hater Hanks. They're out there. Just just be careful. They're out there, but they won't stop us, John. Just, just remember that. I will. I will remember. <laughs> okay. Well... I do appreciate your time today. This has uh, been awesome. I, I hope the Bills win. I hope the Bills continue to win. So come February, we, me, you, Ron, whoever else out there from New York, we can uh, have a little uh, fun back and forth when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. A 49ers uh, Buffalo Super Bowl. It'd be something. Yeah. It'd, it'd be one for the ages. Yeah. I think the bills beat kansas city that's all i'm saying dude i think i think beat kansas city well actually that would mean that we lose to the Bengals. um you guys don't lose you guys don't lose <laughs> no we don't lose we don't lose no <laughs> Shit. um fetch real quick she will bring me uh, she's been really into this bottle cap lately. She'll bring me this bottle cap. Okay. And I'm in, I'm in, uh, my nerd room, uh, and, uh, the hallway is right there. So I'll just take, I'll fling it and then she'll bring it back. So she wants me to play fetch right now. All right. Well, like I said, uh, appreciate your time. Everyone support spaced, go listen to post prom, support that band whenever they do their next thing. If you're in uh, Western New York, go to overwinter coffee support support the business support the content and then get coffee support the content yeah all right john this is awesome thank you so much